There was once a king who was to pay a farmer for his work. So he asked him, how much would you like to get paid? And the farmer replied by saying, place two coins on the first square of the chessboard and then double the number of coins as you go from square to square. So first there were two, then four, then eight, then 16, then 32, and so on. Can you guess how many coins there were at the time or by the time he reaches the end of the chessboard? First there were two, then four, then eight, 16, 32, and so on. Can you guess how many coins there were by the time he reached the end of the chessboard? Now, before I get on with this episode and give you the answer, a reminder that I have a Patreon page where you can read articles, download spreadsheets, get internet resources, you know, the, the websites I use to do my analysis. You can watch tutorial videos and, you know, even chat with me if you have a question or ideas for the podcast. It's free to join, so sign up today. The link is patreon.com forward slash jellyman underscore investing. Now, a disclaimer that I am not a financial advisor. Please consult with a professional before making any financial decisions. So, on with the episode. So, can you guess what the number is? You know, like, just try your best guess. Is it a million? Is it 10 million coins? Is it 100 million? Is it maybe 50 million? And this question is really interesting because most people will never, never, ever get this. And it's kind of hard to fathom just how big the number gets. Now, I actually had to Google how to say this number, right? So the number is, let me clear my throat for this one, 18 quintillion, 446 quadrillion, 744 trillion, 73 billion, 709 million, 551,616. From two little coins, it exploded to that value. So how does that happen? That is called compound growth. Basically, it's when, let's say we're talking about money, is if you're making money off your money, the profit that you made, right, or the growth of that you made from that investment goes back into your investment, which makes it bigger. And then the next time when it grows by that much again, it doesn't grow by the same amount. It grows by the new number, right? Because your pile got bigger. And that's basically the general concept of it. So compound growth is the ultimate goal of a lot of investors. I mean, to have your money make more money and to kind of keep doing it and growing, I mean, that's that's the dream. Eventually, you want it to outpace your expenses leading to financial freedom. Now, you can do this any number of ways, whether it's going to be stocks or, you know, index funds or you want to buy real estate, you want to own a business, whatever it is, right? You can do it a number of ways. But how does it actually work? Well. Let's get into some real-world examples, and one that you're already very familiar with, which is your credit card. So why is it so hard for people to pay off their credit cards? Well, it's because of the interest. The interest is calculated off how much you still owe. But what happens if you barely chip away at your debt? Well, then the interest just keeps coming. So say I pay $200 a month on my bill, but 180 of it was for the interest. Then you're barely chipping away at the problem. So say you started with a $1,000 credit card debt, if you make the minimum repayments, much of which is going to go towards interest, $2,000 is how much you would have paid by the end. You would have had to double how much you paid off or double how much you borrowed. And that's how interest works. It just grows over time, little by little. And it kind of reaches this critical part. So it's not a straight line. It's actually an exponential curve. 
And what happens is it starts slow. That's why when you invest, especially a long-term investor, it's incredibly boring. It feels like it feels like you're not achieving anything, but you have to trust the math. So what starts is, you know, $1, $2. On that chessboard, maybe after he finished the first row, it doesn't seem like that much, but it keeps going and it just exponentially suddenly explodes. That's why when you invest long-term, you do have to invest for 20, 30 years. A lot of the growth happens towards the end. Now, to give you an idea of just how impactful this is, Warren Buffett, who's known to be, you know, over a hundred billionaire, a lot of his wealth came after he was 55 years old, I believe. He didn't make his first billion, I think, till 55 or somewhere around there. And yet now he's worth a hundred something billion. So do the math. If you're a hundred bill, if you have a hundred billion dollars in stocks, just as I know it's not like this, but a hundred billion dollars in stocks and your stocks grows even by a measly 1%. That's a billion dollars, right? And then the next year, it's 101 billion, and then it grows over and over and over and over. That, that's how it works. Now, going back to the credit card example, what if you didn't make any repayments? Say the, the bill comes and you're like, eh, now I want to go fishing. I'm going to go buy some stuff. Off I go. I'm not going to make that repayment. Well, the interest that gets generated that month, it's added to the existing debt and the debt gets larger. So next month, the interest is even larger. Now, mathematically speaking, you can think of it like this. Assume the absolute maximum cash you can have at the end of the month after paying all your bills, everything you got to do is 500. So that's as much as you can put towards your savings, for example, or towards paying off a credit card. If the amount of interest generated on your debt, whatever it might be, is greater than 500, then you will never catch up to your debt. Your debt will grow faster than you can pay it off. And that's how small debt becomes large. So when you listen to these people on the Dave Ramsey show, if you've seen that uh, very, very popular YouTube channel, I really, really like it. Um, it just shows how having tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, that's how, that's how it happens. And a lot of these people are really, really nice people, really, really smart people, very highly educated. Yet they're talking about, I'm age 29, I've got $100,000 in debt, I've got personal loans. Like, how did you rack that up so quickly? And it probably all started with a $5,000 credit card at age 21. It creeps up slowly and the banks know this. That's why credit cards are marketed so hard. So, well, how does this all help you understand compound growth? And how can we use this to our advantage? So imagine you're the bank in the previous example. You can very quickly see how you can generate revenue. Just give people a whole bunch of credit cards, hope they don't pay it off, and just ride that 20% uh, return every month that they're not paying off. You know? So as an individual, we can do the same. But taking cash we earn, we can invest it into something. right? Now, I'm going to say something. We'll get more into the different types of investments, how to allocate, meaning how do you say you had $100,000? How do you split them up? How do you decide that? How do you calculate it? Um, how do you assess your investments and so on? We'll get into way more detail about that later on. But for now, understand that if you invest your money, say, into Apple stock and the stock does well, then the value of the stock grows. Apple, having profited that year, takes that money that they profited with and they grow their company. They invest in their people, they invest in new products, whatever it might be. And then the value of that company grows because they sell more product and so on and on and on it goes. Now, that's a simple version, but you get the idea. Now, the ultimate goal for us as long-term investors, looking to retire, you know, meaning you want to not have to work anymore and never run out of money to live the rest of your life. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal. You want your investments to grow faster than 
whatever you spend that year to survive and enjoy life. So it's the opposite of a credit card debt that is generating larger interest than you can pay off. The opposite of it for us as investors is to have our investments grow faster than we can spend it. As a simple you know, example, say um, you have a million dollars in stocks. Now the stock grows by 10% each year, guaranteed, let's just say, hypothetically. That means next year your stock will be worth $1.1 million. Now if I sell $100,000 in stock, I'm back to $1 million in stocks and have $100,000 in cash, <clears throat> ignoring tax for the moment. But guess what? You spend $100,000 for that year, you enjoy your life, and then next year, it grows by 10% again. So your $1 million becomes $1.1 million. I withdraw or I sell it once again and so on and so forth, and you can just live off that money. That is the idea. But how do you get to a million dollars? How do you determine, well, is it a million for me? Is it two million for me? Is it three million? You know, we'll, we'll figure all that out later on. But right now, it's about understanding compound growth. So using a simple online calculator, you can, you can determine very quickly how much you need to put away consistently to arrive at a number years down the line. So let's do a quick example. <clears throat> Say my investment target by age 70 is $2 million, right? And again, we'll determine how to go about figuring out what number you need. So currently say I'm 35 years old, how much will I need to invest consistently to make $2 million by age 70? Now we have to make a few assumptions here and simplifications just because I don't want to confuse you. You know, we'll get into the detail later. Um, assume the growth of whatever investment it is, is 10%. Okay. Now in real world, could be lower, could be higher. It depends which investment you choose. Now using the, the online calculator, we can determine that you need to invest $600 a month consistently for 35 years. Here's where it gets fascinating. Let's say I'm really good at investing. And instead of 10% growth, I can get 15%. How much would I need to deposit then? Is that $590? Is it $580? Well, the answer is $200. That's one third of what, I've had, what I had to do before, right? Now, conversely, we can say, Say I continue to invest $600 a month, but I can get 15% growth. How much sooner could I reach $2 million? Well, the answer is 27 years instead of 35. Now, as you can see from this simple example, the mathematics is highly sensitive. Now, an extra percentage point here and there, and the difference is just astounding, right? Given enough time, and that's the key, the time. This is exactly why choosing the right superannuation fund with minimal fees is crucial. So if you get two people, one person has you know 5% higher fees than you do, it's not a trivial thing. In 30 years, 40 years, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. But it, Because again, it's an exponential curve of growth. So there you have it. That should hopefully give you an, a basic idea of compound growth. Later on, we'll start pairing this up with other ideas, uh, such as how do you choose which investments to get 10% or 15%? Is 10% good? Is 15% good? Is 1% bad? Should I just leave it in the bank? I mean, these are the kind of questions where we're going to uh, talk about. Is real estate better than stocks? Does real estate really double every 7 to 10 years? Can I double my money in real estate, uh, in investment properties? Should I invest in crypto? How much risk do I take? How do I assess risk? How do I factor my age into my calculations? All these things we're going to be 
covering as we move on. We're going to build that knowledge little by little, little so you don't get confused, um, and we're going to get you there. All right, so don't worry. We will get you there.